Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. And that was the opening track to this week's episode. The track is labeled or called as The Hair That Will Not Sit. Hello. Hi. I'm a person. I think you're a person. And what are people? What are persons? Persons are their nouns. They are they're real. They are recognizable. Let's talk about that for a second. What do you recognize as just your reality? And funny that you ask me that because you totally just did. But what I recognize in myself is the fact that most of my adult life has been behind a wall of not expressing how you feel, not sharing the thoughts that are running through your head. Now, there is a time and place for every thought to be shared. And sometimes there are moments where it's just not right to share your thoughts. Like, I don't know, your grandmother just made this casserole dish that took hours to make and you put it in your mouth and you're like, why on God's great planet Earth did you decide to put a banana in a potato cheese casserole? Grandmom, are you okay? No, I'm not asking you to ask that. I'm not asking you to to share that, you know? Let's make grandmom feel better. Grandmom, this tastes great. I'm talking about those feelings that you get when, let's say, a conversation turns a little personal and heated or when someone kind of offends you or upsets you by the way they act or... I treat you, for example. I'm not talking about the way they dance. If they dance like a fool, you know, you don't have to share that. You're you're only hurting them. And unless they ask you for your full-hearted opinion, uh, because they're gonna go on dancing with the stars, and then you're like, no, 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 Jeff, come on, you man. <laughs> Whoa. But I'm talking about when you get into a fight or when someone offends you. Or when someone cuts you off. Or at any of those little moments where your heart is in the right place and your opinion and feelings are valid. These are the moments that we need to share how we feel. You don't have to get every single one of them. But if you find yourself holding back and then holding back, and then holding back. 
Maybe you watched your parents hold back for years and you just, you know, you got to have, you got to keep the image. You got to keep the image that you are on top of your shit, that you are the best version of you out there. These thoughts, these feelings, I struggle with that. And you know what? I had a great conversation with an amazing friend. His name is Brandon. I met Brandon a while back. It was a great grassy field, and we were in these giant trucks. And no, I'm kidding. Um, I, 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 I Brandon's. I met him uh, in, a, in a, an amazing workplace, a work environment that uh, I am. I am very blessed and fortunate to have found by chance and randomly. Uh, you may have heard about it. It's a little mountain where you can ski at in upstate New York. Uh, me and Brandon uh, hit it off right away. And these kind of connections you you cherish in your life. And I cherish the conversation that we had. And we're going to continue to have. This is a part one of a part two. Um, I don't. I don't mean to make these all two parters. It's just gonna happen. These last two. So I would love it for us all to sit down and listen to this conversation. It is a blast. And wait until part two, when we figure out our fucking shit and start sharing how we feel. Unless, of course, it's going to offend somebody or hurt somebody, you know, if, it, if it's better left unsaid, then don't fucking say it. But if it's a genuine feeling and it's hurting you, we got to talk about it. So let's talk about the consequences of not. Let's talk about the signs and symptoms of bottling your emotions. Everyone, I give you. After the beat, Brandon and Sean talking for about a couple I'm fucking good at that shit. That was gay. Whoa, dude. That was crazy. Now, when I edit this, I'm going to put some fucking effects in there. And it's going to fucking trip out for like 10 seconds. And people are going to be like, what the fuck are we listening to? Wait, (laughs) is this this the same episode? (laughs) What did I click? Uh, I'm looking at you, Jordan. I know you're listening, Jordan. Yeah. We know you're listening. Yeah. All right. Stop laughing. Hi. Brandon. Thank you for fucking being here with me. I'm yeah, glad to be here, man. On this wonderful, cold, brisk night in upstate New York. I, I'm, I'm happy to say that, Brandon, you are with me in at least a 30-mile radi- mile radius. Where do you live, Brandon? I, I forget. Uh, mm-hmm. I live I live near, near work. So, yeah, like 30 miles. 
Oh yeah, yeah. So we we're in the same thirty mile bubble. Okay, yeah. that's that's a local. We're locals. We're locals now. <laughs> we're yeah, locals. Yeah. We're townies. We're, we're <laughs> uh, Brandon, I asked you here tonight because we had a couple conversations prior to this, and I feel like we connected, um, especially in in high emotional states. Uh, we work together, so you see me uh, as I come in, and I'm at peace with the world. I love everything, and then and you then watch you when you leave. You watch that over the next four hours decay into into madness and chaos <laughs> exactly man it's the same thing you know when you guys come in i'm, I'm calm you know getting ready to go and by the time you see me at 9 30 i'm like hey i'm ready to leave i've had hey. enough of today <laughs> leave your trash by the back fucking door i'm yeah. done <laughs> yeah. see you tomorrow oh god i love restaurants hate them um Brandon, so we, we've 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 talked and when you're in uh states like that and, and jobs like that uh, I feel like you connect easier and quicker with people only because your, your level of vulnerable of vulnerability is, uh, on display, especially when you're in a weakened emotional state, uh, hence the bonding, especially behind the kitchen, like in, on a kitchen line, the yeah. bonding that you have there with your fellow, uh, chefs is unmatched. Like that's, that's, that's bonding. You're going to have for life. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel closer with these guys than I've felt with some friends that I've had for, you know, my entire life, just because, you know, we see each other all the time, but we're more connected on like emotional and or mental level than we are on just hanging out, you know? No, it, it's, it's, it's 100% true. And that, that goes for me too, working in restaurants most of my adult life, um, the, the, the relationships that I've made inside these places have been for life. And there's a, there's a beautiful side to that. And I'm, I, you know, I, for this, for the point of this conversation, I'm just going to focus on the beautiful side. Um, so you and me, we connected, uh, we've, 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 we've grown, uh, closer over our, our months working together. So I, I invited you here because I, I feel like we can we can have this 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 discussion this talk. Uh, I feel safe with you. I hope you feel safe with me. And this is do, a safe fucking place to it have a safe place to be to have these conversations. So tonight, I brought you here for drum roll, please. The drum. I can't hear it. The drum roll. I got no drum roll. Ah, fuck me. All right, my audio's down. Anyway. Uh, so after drum roll, insert it here. Ba -ba -ba. Ba -ba -ba. We are suppressing emotions today or bottling your emotions, the signs, the causes, the why, what it looks like, what it smells like. Possibly, maybe today we can talk about how to overcome. Oh. Uh, Again, I'm not a doctor. I don't think you are. Brian, are you a doctor? I am, you know, I just so happen to not be a doctor. Fuck. All right. Okay. So so we're not gonna uh we're not gonna uh diagnose or prescribe or uh, even attempt I'm not, yeah, to I'm cure. Not gonna tell you what to do. I'm just giving you a couple <laughs> hints and Yeah, yeah. Let's just well, let's just let's just jump into this because um I, I I do think you and me we're gonna hit a couple of these uh bullet points together. So uh suppressing your emotion. Let's uh let's just jump into this causes and consequences. I have this awesome uh, website I found. Uh, let me make sure I can read this correctly because uh, uh, 
I'm, I'm, I'm not good at reading. Psychmechanics.com. Now that came off weird because I feel like it said psych me annex, but it's, yeah, uh, it's, it's psychmechanics.com. Exploring forces that shape the human psyche. Uh, So I I found this article and I I, I read through it a couple of times. This is by Hanan Perez or Parvez. Sorry for the butchering the name. Uh, And I just kind of, I'm just going to start reading through this. And uh, we'll, we'll jump in when needed. So this article will explore the concept of emotional suppression, its causes and consequences. You'll also learn what it is meant by emotional numbness and how to avoid suppressing your emotions. Suppose something bad happens to you that causes you a great deal of emotional pain. Now, there are three possible things you could do in such a situation. Number one, fix what went wrong if possible. Number two, express your emotions if you can't fix what went wrong. And three, suppress your emotions by denying something painful happened to you or using other defense mechanisms. So while actions one and two are appropriate ways to deal with your unpleasant emotions, action three can have harmful effects on your psyche and well-being. Action one is the best way to deal with negative life events. When you're helpless, action two can provide relief in a healthy manner. Again, those uh, three, number one, fix what went wrong. Number two, express your emotions if you, can, if you can't fix what went wrong. And three is suppress your emotions by denying something painful that happened to you or using any other defense mechanisms. I keep laughing when I read number three because... I'm just, I see a picture of myself next to it. And I'm like, oh, deny, deny how you feel and and move on. (laughs) So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, My laughter comes from a place of insecurity, not of like, ha ha, you're dumb. No, it's Sean. Look at yourself. That's where my laughter comes from. There's my second disclaimer of the night. So what are suppressed emotions? (laughs) Suppressed emotions are simply emotions you choose not to acknowledge thereby failing to act on them or expressing them. One fact you need to be aware of is that emotions can never really be suppressed and have to leak out one way or the other. So it makes no sense in trying to suppress them. Emotions can disappear if your problem resolves itself, though, but that's not what we're talking about here. What we're talking about here is most, mostly social, socially induced negative emotions that tend to persist. For example, being angry at someone or at yourself. Now I'm already like, I got a whole bunch of fucking uh, stories I can get into. Yeah, uh, no, same. But I, I, I just wanna uh, run down this uh, real quick. Uh, when we get to my favorite part of this, which is, it's not really numbered, but I like to call them listicles, uh, you know, articles that list off. Oh, yeah. Signs and reasons because it's just my life is so much easier when it's in the form of a fucking list. Everybody's is. <laughs> uh, so suppressed emotions are nothing but you carrying the extra energy that you did not dissipate. All things have a natural tendency to become stable by releasing extra energy. And you're no different. Suppressed emotions have to leak out so you may become more uh sociological sociologically stable uh consider the example 
of an employee who gets shouted at by his boss for a petty reason. This obviously makes him angry, but he doesn't redirect his anger back at his boss for fear of losing his job or not remaining in the good books of his boss. So what happens with his suppressed anger? How does he get rid of his feelings of anger? He dumps them on his helpless juniors and yells at them. This is called displacement. He displaces his emotions on his juniors, emotions that were supposed to be redirected at his boss. What if he didn't manage to dump his anger on his juniors due to some unavoidable reason? And then he goes and dumps it on his wife and children. Now, I'm going to end right fucking there just because that happened to just be uh, a, a painted picture of working in restaurants. Uh, it, and, it really is. And, and correct me if I'm fucking wrong, but like uh, there's, a, there's a lot of pressure always on every single cog in the machine of any, any, any operating or any heavily operated uh, practice. Uh, restaurants, we, we tend to see it uh, almost every single shift. Uh, we get those dinner rushes, you know what I mean? Yep. Uh, once or twice. And sometimes that lucky third one that happens when you're closing. Ha ha. So you, you get these, you get these really short, intense periods of extreme stress and that yeah. stress, it's like the universe. It didn't just come out of nothing. Like it's, it's, it's something from something to something. And now this stress and anger that, that has been built up to this moment it needs to go somewhere. And if you guys don't have punching bags next to you, it comes out of your mouth or it comes out of my mouth. It comes out of my face, my face, dude, my <laughs> yeah. fucking face. Oh my God. Exactly. I get you there. I give a look, I'll give a look to somebody and, and, and they'll, they will have thought that I had just stabbed them. My eyes, they stab like daggers. Uh, and the point is it goes from here saying, uh, and if you don't do it at work, you, you can hold yourself and then you go home or, you know, wherever you're comfortable later. And it comes out, it, the, the energy and the, the stress and the anger, it will come out somewhere else. Yeah. And the thing is, if you, you know, if you wait and you prolong that, like that release, uh, it just it builds. And then when it finally, you know, when you finally blow, most of the time it's way out of proportion because it's been all these things building up and building up. Oh yeah. When it comes time to erupt, it's you know you're way over the top. You're like, why are they acting like this? Well, because I've been, you know, stressing with work and life and bodily it, all my yes. issues. And then when it finally comes to a head, whoever's around me is going to have to deal with the wrath. You know. And it's usually that inciting incident. We're going to get into this in two seconds, but like that inciting incident is always something so trivial, something so like minute and dumb, like. So like uh, watching your partner stub their toe on a route because they didn't yeah. pick up their foot fast enough. And you're like, you fucking idiot, pick up yeah. your fucking foot. What are exactly. you doing? You don't know how to walk? You know, like, oh my yeah. God, dude. Like, oh, why, why, are you, why are you reacting like this? Well, <laughs> I've been, I don't know how to, I don't know how to portray my emotions. and do what I can oh, do. It's crazy. So let's, let's, let's keep going. Let's keep rolling with this. The causes of suppressing emotions as you've seen, the primary reason why people suppress emotions is not that they don't want to come across as unlikable. They don't want to ruin their relationships. 
If you break it down, there are a lot of psychological reasons why people suppress their emotions, some directly or indirectly related to maintaining one's social image. Wow. Again, I, I, all I read was Sean. I just read Sean in big, Sean. big letters and an in exclamation point. In bold letters. And it's Sean. funny because, and we're going to get into this too. Like, I'd have you believe that I don't fucking care. You know, when you yeah. see Sean, you're like, oh, he's so, he's cool. He, he's, he's in control. He doesn't give Sean a fuck about Sean, nobody. Sean he doesn't fucking care about nobody. <laughs> Brandon, BK, let me tell you. <laughs> Until Sean I, gets home. I care. <laughs> I care a lot. Everything's good until I get in car. Again, I'm laughing because of insecurity and vulnerability, not because I think this is funny. No. Uh, causes of suppressing emotions. Uh, the one bullet point here they have is negative emotions are painful to experience and acknowledge. So suppressing them is a means to escape them. Uh, people want to appear perfect to others and to themselves. So acknowledging their mistakes and failures and, and feelings associated with them can be hard. Uh, many people believe that expressing negative emotions makes a person appear weak and lacking control. The positive thinking moment encourages people to ignore their negative emotions and people don't want to be labeled as negative. So those are, those are what, four reasons why people would want to suppress their emotions now let's 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 go through this real quickly um why do you think uh so negative emotions are painful experience and acknowledge so suppressing them is a means to escape them now i where 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 would that concept come from escaping them like i mean people want to appear perfect to others and themselves. So they can, so acknowledging their mistakes and failures and feeling associated with them can be hard. I mean, where do you think this foundation comes from? Learning this comes from? I, like, you know, I'm, I'm thinking it's gotta be, you know, just like our upbringing and the, the previous, you know, generations behind where, you know, being in a situation as that we're both men, you're, and I work in the kitchen of, of men, you know, you, you don't, you basically like, oh, you don't want to show weakness, but it's not weakness. It's just kind of like, it's not your normal character. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, I don't want to be the one who gets frustrated and then tells people that I'm frustrated because then people might foresee me as having like a weakness. Yeah. And you don't want to kind of portray that you have this like weakness, especially in a group of, you know, all guys where it's all everybody, you know, oh, I got to be this big macho man. You know, I can't let things bother me. And I think that's one of the big issues with bottling emotions is everybody's trying to be, you know, Mr. Macho Man. Hell yeah. And it's not good for anybody that's involved. No, I mean, I, I, there's, a, there's a certain point where you guys, and, and especially if, uh, in, my, in, my, in my position, I, I am neglecting or not looking at why there's an issue happening or what the cause of the issue is because I do not want to look like I can't handle it in the first place. Exactly. And that dude, it, it's like a, it's like a weird power struggle that I, I don't think anyone really ex is expecting out of us, but we are projecting onto them that they are expecting it onto us. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fucking, like, it's a weird, uh, like, like a, a tug of rope fucking game where it's like, 
where where's your appreciation for me currently are you dragging it to your side or am i dragging it to my side right and i I'm, you know what? i'm gonna go on a limb here and say that fucking tug of war probably doesn't exist um it, i think it's this is probably a, a fabricated fear uh where's it's a mental thing you know? yeah where does it come from our upbringing fucking 100 percent, dude i can yep. tell you a thousand i don't dude uh you said it a, a while back um how many times have you seen your father cry? Right. You know, how many times have you seen your father, you know, any show any emotion that wasn't like, you know, oh, you, you know, you need to respect me and the, you know, your parents. Everybody yeah. knows that. But why can't I respect how my parents feel? You know, why can't they show emotion? Well, because I, my dad was raised by his dad and didn't show emotion. And he was raised by his dad who didn't show emotions and, and they kind of bottle it and bottle it. And then when it comes down to you, it's like, Oh, you're either going to be a strong man and, not, and bottle like your father, or you're going to be perceived as weak because you show emotion. You know, I got a, I got a theory to that. I got a real good rooted theory to this. Okay. And it, it, it comes back down to survivability. If you have a high chances of surviving, uh, the need for emotions increase, increases tenfold. If your survivability is down to a low percentage, your feelings can possibly get in the way. So let's go to World War II. You know, that's, that's relatively recent history. Yeah. Uh, so let's say you're in Europe somewhere and a bunch of soldiers are outside and bombings are going on. You don't have time to feel survival is the most important you have mm -hmm. to suppress feelings especially if you live in a society that's unforgiving with how you look or feel or express yourself and not just in world war ii but that that that, that comes back into america and, and other parts of the world where there you know it was survival to suppress how you felt and that was just there was an understanding there it was just like it's it's like nature is nature's not not good nor bad. It's 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 just is like a and chaotic neutral. Yes, know? yes, and and it, it can it can have very beautiful moments and very dark moments. So there, I think there is a fundamental philosophy of teaching your kids: Hey, suck the fuck up, because when the fucking army comes around, they're gonna fucking kill you. You know. Right. Like, and, and I want you to live like I, that that's love. That's love right there. And you know what? That makes so much sense. I look and I, I'm going to fast forward to today where I think a lot of the world's needs are met, especially in, in these quote unquote, first world countries, uh, Europe, America, uh, Russia, China, so on and so forth. And, yeah. and so the survivability is much higher now. It's 10 times higher. I don't have to keep quiet in a, in a dungeon somewhere right? because of my ethnicity or because of my uh, religion. Social class or standing or religion. Or Maybe my sexual orientation, but uh, for, for the greater majority of us, it's, it's, uh, it's, we're, all, we're going to survive regardless. Yeah. So now that we have all this time to survive and not fear and, 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 and cower in shadows, we're sitting around spewing in these emotions that aren't being released anywhere else. 
And it's becoming to a, a, a catalyst. It's becoming to a point where it's like, well, we're all going to survive. We all have the food we need. What the fuck is going on? And now we're at a tipping point where if you don't talk about how you feel, it's going to kill you quicker than just expressing yourself and, 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 and loving yourself and feeling what you want to feel and talking about it. The fact that we don't do this is going to turn you into the psychopathic killer. The fact that you don't want to feel this or, or go over this now is going to make you the outcast. That is completely changed from what it was only 70 years ago. So you're going to see these generational gaps of like confusion. Why the feel like, like, like those flags I yeah. see that, that say, fuck your feelings, you know? And right. I look at those Why? flags and I'm like, but that's your feeling. You're saying right. fuck your feelings, but, but value my feelings. Like I'm confused right. on your message. Right. If I have to read your flag and see how you feel about yeah, things. Yeah, I'm confused. Why does it not matter how I feel about things. <laughs> and it doesn't matter. Trust me, that my neighbor, it doesn't matter how he feels. I mean, especially to me. It, you know, he, he has to talk about that with his family and not yeah. his not not his neighbors. Don't put that in your neighbors, bro. I'm just saying. Talk, talk with it to somebody who cares. Yeah, I, I think a thing with, with like, you know, I've noticed a lot of the last few years when it comes to like publicly expressing emotion is if someone expresses how they feel about something and you might, you know, be in the opposition of that, they don't, it's hard to have like a calm, collected, quote unquote, adult discussion with people about things. <laughs> because as soon as you say something that makes them upset and kind of hits like, you know, hits a nerve, it's survival, they just, dude. They survival. Fling off the deep end. Yeah. It's survival. Okay, why fuck can't we you. Just stay calm and talk like normal people like adults. Oh. Oh, no, I don't give a fuck what you got to say, but I want you to listen. You don't have to like what I have to say. And I don't have to like what you say, but we're going to have this discussion to kind of help each other see eye to eye on things. You know, this, this happens to me at work all the fucking time. I'll, I'll butt heads with, and you know who. I'm not going to say any names. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I butt heads and I'm like, why are we talking like this? And they go like, because I respect you. It's like, is it respect? And ah, dude, it's just. It sounds uh, more like you're trying to intimidate. Me. Yeah, it sounds more like it, we're trying to measure shit. I don't know. And so, you know, uh, so this started because where it comes from. And I, I do think being raised by uh, uh, an older generation who was more built in survival. Oh, 100%. Um, my parents came from. Uh, they're baby boomers, obviously. Uh, they came from the, the Vietnam era into the Cold War, and they were lied to their entire lives by their government. And, and now they're, they're two highly functional, unstable people. And I love them. I love you, mom. I love you, dad. But they don't talk. They, they only shout how they feel. They don't talk about how they feel. Yeah. And, and they're, they're at a point now where they're, they're at a beautiful age where they don't fucking care where they're care at, where they're at or who they're with when these thoughts come out. I, ca I caught my dad reading um, the, the, what do you call it? Um, one of those uh, tabloids, like yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the, the Inquirer or whatever. And I'm like, why you and he, why are you reading that? And he was like, he was, he was laughing because it's hilarious. Ho ho ho! I'm like, no, you're you're reading that. You're you bought that. You paid you're, money yeah. for that. You're, you're getting actively choosing to read something you, that you don't. That is crazy shit. Like crazy shit. A fucking adrenochrome huffing motherfuckers 
storming buildings with I don't know, man. This is don't read this shit. And he's he's yeah. fucking believing it. And you know what? It's just it's like it's a spiral. It's a downward spiral. So oh, yeah, definitely. Where these causes and emotions come from and you know what i'm not gonna lie it's societal too it's not just how we're raised and we already said this it's societal you i hear i watch a lot of and this is my guilty pleasure and i'm not proud of it okay not proud of it Ooh, here we but go. i i sorry guys but i love watching interrogation videos on youtube uh it's just i it's a it, it's amazing because i feel for both the police and i feel for both the criminals at the same time or sorry the uh the suspects the accused yeah the accused and it's dude it's nuts because it's like i'm for one second yelling at the cop you fucking fuck you fascist and then like a second later i'm like ah oh, dude what the fuck are you saying shut the fuck oh my god you're guilty yeah. oh my god go I to jail go to go to the fucking jail go the but like i i watch i watch a lot of this and i i hear it a lot i hear it a lot especially with men uh, with other men in a closed room with a light above them in a in a recording device. Hey, be a man. Be a man. Hey, man. Yeah, toughen just, up. Toughen tough. Up. Toughen up. Take take response. Be a man. What the fuck? That used to. You know what? And maybe it meant something for someone at one point. But be a man is the most toxic thing I think anyone can utter today. Be a man. Because what the fuck does that mean? Have a dick and piss standing up? Okay. Got that? I can do that, Dad. I can I be standing up. Yeah. What? What else are you doing? Oh, a uh, bench press, maybe a hundred pounds more? Question mark. Because right. there's a lot of girls that can press a lot more than I will ever imagine. So what the fuck does that mean? Be a man. Oh, that goes back to uh, what? The code of chivalry, and and that's bullshit because nobody yeah. alive today knows the fucking code of chivalry is or no. even can pretend to romanticize the idea of being a knight in fucking medieval europe you're telling me medieval europe where they raped people constantly and people constantly. died of diseases because they thought it was bad breath that is where i'm supposed to have my standards so i'm sorry yeah. uh, excuse my skepticism as i say uh, shame on you for telling me to man the fuck up and i'm no, talking I, to you i completely agree I'm, I'm pointing. I'm gonna. I'm pointing at the camera, but I know the camera's off. I'm talking to you, officer. Fucking blah blah blah. Who told me to fucking man up when I was handcuffed in your car at fucking age sixteen? I'm a fucking kid. Man up. Right. What? I'm embarrassed that you said that, dude. I'm thirty years later embarrassed that you told me to man up as a sixteen-year-old in the back of your car. Shame on you. And yeah, I, I hope. I think, I think it comes well. from that whole that old school thing, man. Where. You know, you were a kid, you know, if you were a kid running around, you know, when your, when your dad was a kid running around, he'd fall and skim his <laughs> knees, start crying. And dad's like, hey, man up. Not that yeah, bad. right. Hey, no Band-Aid. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, what are you crying for? Rub some dirt in it. You know, they try to, it's that. Oh whole, my like, God, dude. You know, it's that whole macho man attitude of the past. Really but think about it. It's a hindrance to men of now. Dude, it's those same people that were told to, sh you know, our parents, our boomers, they were told, hey, suck it up. They're the same people that gave us all trophies for participating because they thought we were all special. Like, oh, no, 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 no. Here's a don't, don't cry. Don't cry, Jace. Jace, don't cry. Here's a trophy because you're special. And you know what? Kind of fucking with us now because 
you were fucked with. Now you're trying to fuck with us. And now, and now they're old and telling us that they, they never said that. They never, they never gave us those fucking trophies and they're laughing at us for, for taking those trophies. It's like, you guys made the trophies, right? Who paid for the, who paid, it was your idea. Who paid for the fucking trophies that you're laughing at me for taking what? And I'm sorry. I did not want this whole talk to turn to a fucking generational feud. So I'm going to, I'm going to stop it right now because God damn it. We will be here all night. You know what? And and I just want to on record. I never got a fucking participation trophy, and I played. Me sports. neither. So what the? I played. I was a three season athlete. What the uh, fuck? For you know six seven years, and it, it was like if you won, you got a trophy. If you didn't win, better luck next year. Yeah, that's it. But I never got a fucking a trophy for showing up, and if I did, my parents never gave it to me. <laughs> yeah. What do you need this for? They probably fucking threw it out, like. This is embarrassing. <laughs> oh, because that's my that's my parents right there. My parents think that showing up is embarrassing. Um, parents, everyone. Yeah, God, hello. All right, moving on. Um, so the consequences of suppressing emotions. Well, I, I feel like this is this goes without saying, but I'm going to jump in anyway. Suppressing our emotions when. They need to be expressed causes us to dump them elsewhere on innocent people. If we're not careful, if we have, if we keep on suppressing our negative emotions, they get buried in our subconscious. And this often results in mood swings, unexplained sadness and mild depression. Oh, just check those boxes off. All right. Bingo. Then when we face a future problem, we won't feel bad because of the problem at hand, but also because of these suppressed emotions we're holding on to. Therefore, the intensity of our bad emotions will be more than others who face similar problems. Wow. Um, Brandon, Brandon wow. a quick question. Have you ever seen a movie called um, Labyrinth? I think I have. I believe I have. Uh, Labyrinth, is, it has this little girl. Uh, she loses her, her stepbrother. And she gets taken to this magical land where David Bowie is like the goblin king. And she has to go through a labyrinth uh, within 13 hours to get her baby brother back or he will be a goblin forever. I think that's the fucking premise of the movie. Um, Sounds about right. Anyway, uh, Jim Henson movie. Excellent. Uh, you know, uh, dance, magic, dance, mm, dance, magic. Okay. Um, Sorry, that's my David Bowie impression. Uh, it was beautiful. There's a, there's a scene in it where uh, uh, the main character falls falls into a a dump. She falls into a landfill, and she's like, "Why am I in a dump?" And she's like looking around. There's all these people that are like milling around the dump, and they got these giant backpacks on. It's it's full of shit. It's like they're 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 walking around with fucking piles and piles of shit on their backs and it's trash it's just trash and she meets this the main character meets this old lady who's who's picking through the trash it's like oh no you've been here before yes and the old lady shows her a room inside this pile of of garbage and she walks into the room and it's full of all of her child it's it's a childhood childhood room full with all of her childhood shit and for a second, you're like, oh, it's all a dream. This is awesome. But uh, 
you realize that the old lady starts picking up the things in her room and we're like, Hey, look at, this is your doll, your favorite doll. And she, she gives it to her. Oh, and this is a picture of your mother. And she gives it to her. This is, this is your favorite pillow. And she keeps giving her this shit. And without noticing it, you realize that, that she's placing it on her back and she just starts, she starts making this giant pile of garbage that she's yeah. going to carry around with her. And just like the other people going through the dump who have mountains of garbage on their backs, weighing them down, making them sad and old and depressed. And it's, it's such a beautiful, like looking as a kid watching that film, like, Oh, this is a cute, funny scene. But as an adult, I'm like, Whoa, wow. This is that baggage, keeping that baggage, keeping that is a burden and holding that burden. And you want to share it with others. It's just misery loves company. It's, it's incredible. It really, awesome scene. I'm going to, I'm going to have a link to that scene in the description. So if you've made it this far, congratulations, please check out my, my scene of labyrinth, not my scene, but a scene of labyrinth. Yeah. Thanks for staying. (laughs) Uh, Research has shown that many illnesses have psychological reasons that are directly or indirectly related to stress. Suppressing emotions is an effective way to experience chronic stress because it's mentally demanding and exhausting. So uh, this this article has a whole bunch of more that I, I want to share uh, by giving it to the listener. Uh, take what you will from this, uh, read it. I encourage you to, to dig through it, pick it apart find sources. Uh, It's an awesome read. Don't take it for scripture. I'm going to move on to 10 signs you have bottled up emotions and why they secretly affect you and how they secretly affect you. Um, Awesome website I found here. This is uh, learningmind.com and it's uh, under this uh, bottling up emotions. So I'm just going to, we're just going to run through these and we're going to we're gonna we're gonna talk about yeah why this relates Let's to do us. it. Let's do it. So, uh, bottled up emotions can affect your life in unexpected ways. For this reason, it's important to recognize if you're repressing your emotions too much. We all have moments where it's better to repress our emotions rather than articulate every single feeling we experience. I totally a fucking agree with that. I don't have oh, yeah. to unload how I feel to the Starbucks waitress. No. When barista, sorry. <laughs> when I'm ordering my latte and she asked me, how, how are you doing today? All right. That's right. not, it's not the time and place to unload my baggage of 10 years of repression. The last 10 years of my life. Oh, you got time? Well, let me tell yeah. you. <laughs> when, when do you get off? I'll sit down and we'll talk about it. Oh, Christ. No, there's a, uh, seriously, uh, it's, there's a time and place for everything. Uh, and there's a funny joke that I hear all the time. I'm a bartender. I hear the cringiest jokes like a thousand times a week. I couldn't imagine the jokes <laughs> you hear upstairs. So, so for our regulars, so I was like, hey, Sean, how you doing? And I'm like, I'm good. And the, the, the response is, because if you're not good, no one's going to listen. You know, like, yeah. if you got shit to say, no one cares. It's like, 
yeah. yeah thanks for reminding me like i'm like looking around like yeah, I, I know i know i'm ex- putting salt in that I, wound i know i suck <laughs> like god damn oh all right so uh we all have moments which better repress our emotion rather than uh, articulate uh our society dictates that we should be strong and unemotional america but if america. you are constantly repressing what you feel these bottle of emotions could be affecting your mental health and physical health. Oh, we haven't gotten into physical health yet. Holy shit. Here are 10 signs to indicate you might have bottled up your emotions. Uh, The first five, I think are mental symptoms or yes, the first five are mental. So this is good. Uh, Number one, you have a tough exterior. I'm just going to put quotations next to that. Every man, not every man, most men in America have that tough exterior. Like, hey, nothing can fucking penetrate this. Yeah. I'm, I'm a yeah. fucking I'm worried, a yeah. words, fortress. Words don't hurt me. What do you mean? I'm a fortress. You might have been described as being tough as old boots. All right, no one says that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna x this out right now. You I've might heard be tough described- as nails. <laughs> tough, tough as nails. Yes. Boots. I old boots. I feel smell. You might smell like old boots. Yeah. Anyway, um. So you might have been described as being tough as old boots or that you are tough on the outside. There appears to be no situation that will make you crack or break down to everyone around you. It has, if though you simply don't care, but only psychopaths are incapable of feeling that emotion. And even if they care about themselves, if you are always seen as tough you might also appear to be unapproachable. Oh my God. That last word yeah. right there. Fuck. Unapproachable. Man, God beautiful. damn it. That's me at Wegmans. Every fucking time <laughs> I go there, it's just fucking unapproachable. It's I'm so fucking tough and in control. My face is always so fucking solid. And st- it's steel. I call it steel where it's like, I'm on a mission. Don't fucking, I got my headphones in. Don't fucking yeah. talk to me. Dude. Yeah, I mean that's a, you, know, you, you can see when you go to any store, really. You know, you see these, you know, you see a, you see a man walk around. The last thing you do is look at him, like you know what? He looks like a friendly guy to go up and talk to. <laughs> like, no, no, he looks horrifying. He, he looks, looks like, like I'm wants scared. To get out of here. Dude, wow. Yes. Okay. So I think I have a. T- I I in my head I picture I have this tough exterior. And I've, it's a defense mechanism now, especially when I go out into public, especially places where I'm not con- expecting on talking to people. It's like I put a fucking costume on. I have to convince myself to smile or put a smile on when you're walking around stores, especially now that I don't have to. I mean, I mean this is all changing because I have to wear a mask now. Uh, thank you, uh, COVID fifth, fifth, sixth wave. I lost count. Um, thank you, COVID. But yeah, I got to wear a mask now again. But for a while there, I forgot I didn't have the mask on. And my face was fucking, it was just, don't talk to him. He's going to bite you. Yeah, I think I think the, you know, having to wear the mask for so long and then we didn't have to wear a mask. It really kind of... That's fucking with us, right? You really, you really, especially I noticed it more like, like out in public, like grocery stores, where people don't really show emotion on their faces anymore because it's been covered for so long that you didn't have to pretend that everything was good you know you didn't have to put a smile on and make everybody think everything was great because no one saw your face you were in a mask and then there was that stretch where nobody had masks and everybody looked miserable nobody was smiling no one said anything to anybody at stores 
And it's like, wow, I never realized how much just being able to look at a stranger's face, see some, you know, see them smile as they walk past me. Now I don't have that again. And it's like weird, you know? It is fucking, I mean, let's talk about how weird it is. Uh, psychopaths are incapable of feeling emotions, only psychopaths. Uh, so when I think psychopath, I think of uh, real quick, um, like Ted Bundy, I think yeah. of uh, 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 Jeffrey Dahmer, I think yeah, of Ed, Kemper, Ed, Ed Kemper, the guys Kemper. That, that I've been able to watch on film talk about what they've done with no emotional uh, right. change well, at all. Well, yeah, with a smile on their face. You know? Yeah, and like he, especially Jeffrey Dahmer is like, he's like, I knew what I was doing was bad, but I couldn't like, control. I, yeah, I couldn't like, control I do it, myself. I do it again. Yeah, and it's again. like I loved it. Dahmer only said he knew it was bad because he knew society said it was bad. If right. society said it was okay, then he would have said it was okay. Like that's right. that's psychopath. And you know what? Like I know there's plenty of psychopaths that are out there today that run corporations. For example, uh, Bezos, he's a fucking psychopath. And there's oh, no yeah. one out there that can that can convince me he's not a psychopath. Uh, it just his public appearance screams psychopath. Uh, Elon Musk, you too. Uh, I'll, Elon I'll, Musk I'll call you both guy. out because I know you're afraid of the guy over here with 10 listeners on fucking SoundCloud. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'll call them no, both out. Uh, yeah, no, Elon Musk definitely pops into mind um, when you see like, you know, his him in public, like his public appearance it's evil he's very he's very emotionless very almost monotone in his appearance and his emotions when it comes to talking about things until you push him to a point where you kind of put him on like really a public display for like a little bit of ridicule but even that man i feel like he can fucking he put he fucking plays it off on like fucking snl and shit like yeah. he plays it off with like his 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 rich buddies and in, in the left-wing media that that does exist i, I will admit left-wing media exists it's called late night fucking tv don't watch it and TV. Uh, go to bed guys go to bed guys <laughs> the fucking you gotta because you gotta wake up tomorrow and make no fucking money you worthless pieces of shit um yeah i mean so I don't consider myself a psychopath, but I do put myself on that level sometimes where it's like, I can't feel, especially when it's busy at work. You know, I'm uh, as a bartender, uh, as a quote unquote manager, <laughs> I say that in a joking way. Um, we have to, we're on stage. We're constantly on stage. It's a song and it's a dance. Yeah. Hey, what do you want to drink? Oh, I can make that. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I can't. You know, it's yeah. it's it's a song and dance. And yeah. uh, me and my coworkers, we we are, are figuring that dance out. How we can you know dance around each other without pissing each other off. But you're always trying to show no emotion other than the happiness. It's just it's it's a fucking crazy head scratcher of an idea of why I have to go to my job and pretend to be happy, lucky go all the fucking all time, the time because my money depends on that. It's insane. I need to, I need to stop. I need to stop doing what I'm doing. I'm sorry. I need to go fucking work in the fucking woods with some fucking, yeah, I need to go. I need to, I need to get a job with like one of these state forests. Seriously. Yeah, just Where, like a like a fire tower watcher. Seriously, you know? I I mean not 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 like a solo job. Like I'll, I'll rake some fucking stones like on a riverbed, 
with some people, yeah. but like nothing solo. Cause that, that I, I can't handle a solo, but I can't, I don't think I can handle the fucking dance anymore, dude. And I've been getting worse with it because I'm getting older now and I'm, I'm, I'm carrying a Very lot less. Much. And yeah. I, you know, I noticed this with a lot of older bartenders that I've known my entire life is they care less and less the older they, and they're like, fuck you order a fucking beer jackass. Yeah. I, I want, I, I, I wanted a martini. You're getting a fucking beer. You know what? You're going to pat through a blue ribbon and you're going to like Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're right. Sorry. Sorry, Sally. I'll, I'll take the, yeah, I'll take the paps. No, but seriously, I'm, I'm still in that fucking like that, that plethora of like, Oh, I got to please everybody here because this is my money because my boss yeah. won't fucking pay me. And oh, have, call out, call out. Oh, Sorry. oh, and I have noticed like when I've come upstairs and I've seen you at like up at the barn, you know, you <laughs> smile on, laugh and make a joke. You come downstairs and you're like, I fucking hate this. I can't wait to leave. Like what time are we done tonight? And it's like, it's very different than it is like down in the kitchen, you know, because if a rush hits, you don't have time to like, be upset about things or you don't have time to, you know, if you no. burn yourself, like you're no, you mad don't. at yourself. No, you don't. You don't have time to stand off to the side. Like, Oh, I burnt myself. Or I nope. myself. Deal with it later. Right. Like, Hey, we kind of, we need you. You know, it's like, it, it's, it's such a weird concept it's, of having to work to please somebody else. No, it's like, you know, it's like, you, you have to wait to feel that's it. It's not like, yes, you, I mean, yes, you, we, we all are pleasing somebody else, which is already insane to say that out loud. Um, but it, the dynamic for both of us is a little different because I'm in front of them. So I have to yeah. smile. You are downstairs and you got to be quiet. You know, it's like, it's, it's, whoa. You could be shouting down there and letting it out, but you know, that's not going to help you cook anything quicker or get right. anything fixed quicker so it's like you got to swallow it while cooking it and i have to swallow it while smiling it it's just it's nuts man yeah oh. I've, I've spoken with other people before i'm like if we ever have like a concept for a restaurant where <laughs> you sit you sit in the kitchen and you watch this you know the cooks and the chefs make food nuts I was like no one would ever come because you know we're, we're not it's hot it's loud there's so many moving parts that the last thing that I'm thinking about is, oh, make sure I put a smile on so the people yeah. behind me can see me. I got so much going on in my head where I'm not going to be like, oh, I make sure I'm standing over this grill cooking up 15 burgers and I got to smile so that I look good for others. While, too much while you're maintaining all the temperatures for each of those burgers and at the same time getting their buns and lettuce and tomatoes and cheese right. prepped while also getting the plates pulled down and at the same time trying not to sweat and drink your water while right. not trying to step on your chef's toes exactly yeah there's, there's so many different moving parts I, and, and i I'm couldn't gonna, imagine being you no i'm just gonna say like, like as a human it's almost impossible to do two things at once it almost is impossible you gotta focus on one thing or the other you can't do two at once so imagine being a chef and you gotta do 17 at once it's like half of that's ego and the other half is expectation it's like yeah i can do that and then the expectations played it's it's laid down that's the road you are walking on and then all of a sudden you're like wow wow, here I am. 
and I've already made this far. Might as well keep going. And it just turns into a fucking like a game almost. Like, yeah. how long can I keep? And I I've cooked many many. I went to culinary school. I cooked in many many restaurants. It's like how long can I keep this fucking this? It's juggling. How long can I juggle this? And yeah. it's always like a tick tick tock for me. And you know. I, I probably shouldn't say this out loud right now, but like even even where I'm at in the in the restaurant today, it's a tick 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 tock for me, because I feel good about it right now. But we are just about to walk into season uh, tomorrow, mm. basically. Yep, uh, it's Monday the twentieth, so you and me we're we're about to walk into season in in two days. Uh, yep, uh, the twenty third or whatever, and twenty second. I don't know. 23rd. We'll go with 23rd. And it's, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna be a wake up and a smack in the face because we went from uh, two nights ago, dead, like a ghost town. It's going to go from ghost town to booming town. And and we we have to, and we have to pretend to have the same attitude, uh, professionalism, and experience to, to everyone that walks in that fucking door. Yeah. And as is, at this, I wish I was working at moguls where it didn't fucking matter because <laughs> yeah, people are I wish I was, way. I kind of, kind of wish I was working in a basement bar where you came in there for one reason. It was to get drunk and not have a good time. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're not, yeah. Right. That's the thing is, you know, especially like, you know, with our restaurant, it's a lot of, it's a lot of drink, but it's a lot of also like show, you know. It's you show, know, man. Every, the whole thing. Everybody show. looks nice. The building looks nice. The drinks look nice. So when people come in, they're paying for food and drink, but they're paying for that experience. Yep. The and same like, you one. know, I you know I can keep this experience up, but how can I keep it up forever? You know, there's no, there's no way you can work. You know. No, you can't. It's, all like, those hours and days in a row and then be like you know what i'm happy with the things i've got no regrets i've got nothing stressing me i go i can go 15 minutes and i'll be like hey did i remember to do this and i'll start to stress even if it's things that i know that i did i'll still stress about it because i overthink it yeah and because by the time it gets done it's either too late or too early i i i want to say like like it's not like we're not i don't think we are going through we're not we're not talking about how we feel then i don't think we're explaining how we feel and i i'm jumping ahead to uh the end of this conversation so i'm gonna make this real short but i don't think when we in our heads think we're expressing how we feel by shouting it sometimes i don't think that's the release we're looking for because i think the actual conversation has to happen with everyone around us or to particular people in our lives, like how we are conversing right now. Yeah. Um, you could have your one outlet, but at the same time, we can, we're going to go back to work in a couple of days and I'm, I'm going to bottle this with like 20 to 30 people. And if, you know, if you don't have that constant outlet or a support network, it's, it, it's not going to go anywhere. It's going to keep on coming back. And, and yeah, here, I don't want to jump ahead. So let me, let me keep going on down this list real quick. Uh, not, I say real quick, but it's not going to happen quickly. So number one was you have a tough exterior. Uh, 
Brandon, knowing you, knowing me, I think we both had these tough exteriors. And, oh, yeah, and, definitely. And, again, it's not a bad thing. I'm not saying we're, we fucking failed, dude. I'm just saying mm-hmm. that we are a product of our environments. We both have tough exteriors. Number exactly. two, you have frequent tantrums. Now, I can't speak for you on this, but I'm going to speak for me after I read this little blurb. Two, you have frequent tantrums. Your emotions have to be released at some point. And having a tantrum or, or getting stropy, 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 I'm going to say stropy, and getting stropy about all the little things is a sure sign you are bottling up too much more important emotions. Tantrums are childish and immature and are just a way of coping so that you don't have to go through the bigger stuff. You'll put people off if you keep having little tantrums. Now, these tantrums that I'm talking about only happen in particular places and particular times. Now, for Sean, personally, my tantrums happen in a controlled environment where I know the two people I'm talking to, the two or three people that I'm talking to, and my outbursts are usually in, inclined to like comedy and the comedy of the outburst in general, or like making it funny, like making my outburst seem funny. That's my coping mechanism to like not, so you don't take me too seriously, but you know I'm serious, but not too serious because I'm making it sound funny, where it's like, ha ha. At the same time, I have tantrums with my partner or with, with, with people I live with. And those tantrums are, they're, they're not, they're not in, they're not in front of that. Like, let's make it a joke. Ha ha. No, it's, it's, I'm serious. I'm angry because the government or society or some fucking out, whatever, whatever thing sets me off at that moment. Yeah. Is, is I'm seeing red and all I can see is that, 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 that politician, that politician and his policy, and I will fight this to like, and I'm yelling at people that don't care or understand or, you know, whatever. Yeah. No, and, I, 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 I know I've come to the point where I've known you enough where, you know, when you come down sometimes, you know, you'll say something I'm like, okay, this is, this is Sean being Sean, or this is something that's properly bothering him. You know, I, I'm able to tell that distinction, <laughs> which is nice because then I can, like, okay. What happened? Yeah, I think sometimes just being able to explain what got you to that that point of quote unquote tantrum kind of sometimes kind of like you know depresses the situation where it's like, hey, you know, it's just not going your way. Talk about it before you go upstairs or you go outside and have a meltdown, and now you're in more trouble than you would have been. You know, seriously, Uh, you 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 see it on a different level too because. You know, but you also hear it when I come down the stairs and I'm, I come out in a goofy fucking way. I mean, so to yeah. paint a picture for our listeners, uh, the kitchen is in the, the first floor and the restaurant's on the second floor. Uh, the restaurant's built into a hill, so you can walk into the restaurant as the first floor, but there's a kitchen downstairs, basically. Um, yeah. So you can see me running down the stairs in a outlandish goofy fucking way but like in a high heightened state of emotional unease and alertness so you can see me at the same time coping 
and not coping. Yeah, <laughs> because, coping and then slowly coming. Because, and I'm that. shouting, I'm shouting so I'm heard because I need to be fucking heard. I need to be the fucking center of attention. And this is where me and Tim, Tim, uh, Chef Tim, who's been on this podcast uh, uh, before, uh, this is where, like, if he's down there, we're gonna. That's where we butt heads because, you know, and and he wouldn't uh, he wouldn't disagree with me, but I'm not gonna talk about him. Um, but I gotta be heard. I gotta be heard. I gotta be heard now. And my 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 emotions are more important than anyone else's emotions. And that's like my that's my coping mechanism. Is like I. I I'm at a point now where I bottled it up so much that I need to let it out. I, I, and, and you know what? And this guy's been waiting for whatever for 20 minutes. It's probably my fault because I forgot to punch it in or, or whatever the fucking excuse is. I'm in front of this guy. So now I'm running downstairs to unleash all of that onto you guys. And it's not like I'm trying to upset anyone down there. I'm not. But right. you're just trying I, to vent. I have this buildup of like not just tonight, but years prior to this yeah. anxiety and anger that I'm not able to please everybody that walks in front of me. Oh my god, dude! I'm saying this out loud right now, and it's like, holy shit! Yeah, things are clicking. <laughs> oh my god, it's starting to click, man. Okay, I'm sorry for friendly, but let me apologize. <laughs> right now in front of, front of it's everybody. It's a good time. You are for my the, spice of life. I, I just want to apologize um, the things I've said. And I, you know, yet I can even like laugh it off. Like, ha I was kidding looking you in the eyes at the moment, but I probably wasn't kidding and I was serious. So I want to apologize now that it doesn't matter. <sighs> Thank you. Thank you. I, I look forward to you coming down to the <laughs> Give me so two days. Hear- I Give can me hear, two by days. The way, you can walk down the stairs. I'm like, oh, Sean's in the right mood. <laughs> like, here we go. Let's do I this. I do throw my feet out like a jackass. Oh, I, I hate myself. All it. right. <laughs> All right. Number three. And uh, this, this is half, half in, half out. Uh, you often feel lonely. Oh, sorry. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right. That's number four. Well, oh. you often feel lonely. Um, that's number four, but I'm going to say it's number three. You often feel lonely. You might be a good listener for your friends and colleagues, but inside you feel lonely. In a world where people love to talk to them about themselves and their emotions, you feel like a true outsider. Now, I'm just going to double back to number three because it, it already said it. Uh, number three, you're a good listener. Despite not being able to deal with your own emotions, you're pretty good at doling out advice for other people. You are known as being a good listener and people value your sound advice. At the point to remember, the point to remember is that while you are helping others, you are putting your own problems on the back burner. And that ties into number four, you often feel lonely. You might feel like you're a good listener to your friends and colleagues, but inside you feel lonely in a world where People love to talk about themselves and their emotions. You feel like a true outsider. And you know what? I, I can click on both of them. Uh, since starting this podcast, uh, my listening skills have increased tenfold. Uh, active listening, I'm trying to increase tenfold. 
but I'm, I'm still like a hundred percent on reactive listening and the difference between active listening and reactive listening, reactive listening is I'm trying to relate to everything you say. Mm-hmm. Active yeah. listening is I'm listening to what you're saying and how it's affecting you and how you feel about it and how I should relate to that or how I feel about that. So there's reactive and active listening and reactive listening isn't listening. It's, it's, it's me, 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 me. When can I talk next? Yeah. I feel like reactive listening is most people's response. It's more of like, it's like a, what's bothering you? What can I say to, to make you feel better? Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't want you to tell me what I think you want you. I want you to tell me the truth. I want you to, to think about what I'm telling you and, you know, kind of relate and tell me what I really want, not what I think I want to hear at the time. That's uh, cool. And it's, it's so much easier to be a reactive listener than an active listener. Well, yeah, my whole life's fucking reactive listening, but like, the right. whole, like that's, but it's just horrible for you emotionally. It, it's just, it's yeah. terrible. Cause like I, it's not that I don't want to help you. It's just what I need to, it's what I need to get out of this conversation. And it's, it's so it's egotistical and, 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 and weird when I say it out loud. Um, that's, that's my line of the day. When I say it out loud. <laughs> say it out loud. <laughs> but like, wow. Uh, you often feel lonely. And I, you know what? I've been going through this, especially when I moved up to New York. And I, I, I psyched myself up for it back in Florida, back in um, uh, Lake, Lake Worth. I was like, hey, it's gonna be a t- it's gonna be a tough move. This is gonna be a time where I'm gonna feel lonely. I'm gonna feel isolated. It's because it's during a pandemic, and you know I'm already on that edge. And like I knew the move was gonna be difficult, and then I did the move, and it was more difficult than I was expecting. And uh, so I, I I I I turned on good listening times ten. But like it wasn't again, it was reactive listening. I would go to different jobs and I would listen to everything everyone had to say just so I could like throw my two cents in on why I think what they're saying is valid and good. Right. While at the same time, like not talking about myself or how I relate necessarily. And it's just it it it, it it's it's so fucking weird. And like the loneliness, like yeah, I, I, think, I think a thing with listening is it's like when you know when someone's venting to you about you know when they're expressing themselves to you. A lot of times, when you say something back that you were trying to be an active listener, they're like, "Well, why, why are you trying to make things about you?" I'm not. I'm just trying to give you a place to relate to, Ooh. to know that you're not where you are by yourself. You know, and yeah. I feel like a lot of people can't oh. really understand that. I'm not saying this so that you feel bad for me for talking about you. I just want you to know that like, I understand and I'm here to help. Because I've been there. Like, yeah, like, oh, it's such a weird fucking web of tangling communication. So without getting, yeah, I mean, as I said, we're, at this point, uh, at the time I'm looking at, we're going to save uh, our things to do to work through this or uh, tips and tools and, and, and tricks of the trade. Uh, so we're just going to keep going through the signs and we'll go through uh, how to get over that on a later episode. 
because we're going to be here for like six hours. So uh, I'm going to save how I feel about this or how to get past this and, and, and get through this on a different date is what I'm saying. So uh, number five, you feel anxious all the time. It stands to reason that if you have bottled up emotions, they will come out somewhere, somehow. By not dealing with what you are feeling, you are not fooling your body. It senses that something is wrong and tries to release the problems in other ways, i.e. anxious feelings. Whoa! Uh, yeah. Now, you're going to call me out like that. John. You no, no, no. You again, I'm not calling you out because I'm calling myself out because you see this in me every time I walk into work. Okay. Oh, yeah. Now, you see the most anxious part of me of the day is when I walk in that door it's and all right before we open, man. Yeah. And like all five of you guys, you're, you're already there and you're, you're halfway through your, your funny conversations that I love. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes I just, I'm up at the bar and you can't hear me, but I can hear everything you guys say. And yeah. it's just like, <laughs> I love you guys. I just, I we, love We try to, you know, <laughs> having a good time, you know, sometimes we're just trying to have a good time. <laughs> you guys say, and like, it's funny because like some of the, some of the people from the office will walk in to use our bathrooms and uh it's two different buildings uh, they don't i guess they don't have a bathroom over there i don't know but they walk into uh to to our building to use the bathroom and they can clearly hear you guys and it's just like <laughs> I, I wonder what they think because oh i couldn't imagine because <laughs> i hang I out i hang out with them when they're when 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 they come afterwards and they, they start drinking and they they come and they bring their their husbands or their wives or their whatever but like at the same time, like we never, ever, ever have talked about those random conversations. Yeah, no, they... it's just one of those things, man, where it's like, hey, you heard it. Let's not bring it up. Anymore. Yeah, you heard it. It's done. <laughs> Dude, I love it. It's it's the highlight of my day. It's one of the highlights of my day. Sorry. Um, so you feel anxious all the time. So I feel anxious. So I started this new routine. Uh, I have a new daily routine that I've been doing. Uh, and this has been a solid routine for the past two months, two and a half months. Uh, I wake up, I meditate. I have five to 10 to 15 minutes where I focus solely on my breathing. I just, I wake up and instead of like reaching for my phone or reaching for the TV, turn it on or like whatever else I would distract myself with. Uh, instead I, I, I sit up I try and like shake the sleep off my body. And then if I have to lay down or sit up straight or whatever I do, I, I focus on my breathing for like 10 minutes. And I, I, I stop my, my thoughts from wandering from left to right to up and down. I just try and bring the thoughts back to breathe in and breathe out. And I've been doing meditation since I started the podcast, but I haven't, I've done it sporadically all over the place. Right. So uh, I started doing meditation in the past month, just solely in the morning, uh, as a way to better set up my set myself up for the day. Uh, after that, I do a gratitude list. Uh, I, I take my computer and I write ten things that I am grateful for, and I do a little like uh, pre a pre paragraph and an ending paragraph on why I'm excited for today and why I love myself. And if that sounds like Again, me saying that a lot right now, it's like, 
I, my initial reaction is like, that's pretty dumb, man. But I'm, I'm getting more and more behind it and supportive for it. And I feel less dumb about it because I'm starting to see the benefits from doing it. Yeah. Uh, I, um, I, I don't think people as a whole really take, you know, self self care into consideration as much as we should, especially like, like meditation, you know, like self like mental health. It's yeah. such a big thing in everybody's lives that isn't taken as seriously as it should be that I think should be more important. You know, I, I like, to, I've been working on a new thing, you know, where I'll get up in the morning and I'll kind of spend some time thinking about, okay, here's what, here's what I want to do today. Here's what I need to do today. What can I do and who can I have help me with these things mm-hmm. so that I'm not so overworked and that the guys I work with aren't so overworked that everybody comes in, you know, you, know, you don't want to have a, a super busy, stressful day and then come in the next day, but, well, why you guys seem so tired? Why does everyone seem so out of it? Well, it's because you expect so much physically, emotionally, mentally out of everybody around you that everybody gets tired. And yeah. a lot of times we put that back on ourselves. And it's, you know, it's really not healthy to do for a lot of reasons, which is, I think, you know, and you bottle it up, you bottle up, that's why we're here. Especially that's for those, years. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, it should be taken more seriously by everybody. And that's, you know what? And that's, again, that's, that's what I want to say is the main point of this, of this podcast and talk is to realize that we're all feeling the same feelings on some level, close or related, relatable to each other. And that's okay. It's okay. It's okay to, to, to not have to be strong and, and sturdy and, and, and stoic all the time. Like uh, one, one of my main uh, philosophies I, I cleaned on to when I started this podcast was stoicism and being stoic uh, basically is uh, one who is control, who is in control of how they react to their environment. And it sounds so cool and so knightly and strong and manly, but at the same time, it's, it's almost a little bit unrealistic. Yes, I, I, the only thing I can control is how I react to my environment. Yes, I know I can react or I can control how I react. But if your tools and your trade teach, teaches you to react differently than how you should react towards others, then there's, there's, there's a blurry line there of communication and, and what reacting is or what proper reaction is. And it's not just as simple as saying, yes, control how you react and don't hurt others by doing it. It's just, it's a very blurry line. You know, if it's better left unsaid then don't say it at all. Right. Well, what point is it better left unsaid? It's just, it's a very, it's, it's, it's stoicism is beautiful on the surface, but when you dissect it, it's, it starts to turn into, ego egotism like it's just like you know you think you're right and you feel you're right so you must be right you know it's right it's it's uh, it's it's why i feel anxious all the fucking time and dude it's not all the time it's just when i'm driving into work i have a 40 minute 45 minute drive to work which is ridiculous um it's you know what i've been doing my again and like i i I hate like i hate to hate that and I don't, I'm not going to hate that. It's on my gratitude list every morning is I love my drive to work. I, I love my car. 
I love the hills. I love the mountains. I love the lakes. I love pine trees. I love maple and, and birch and hemlock. You know, I love all the natural New York trees, all the waterfalls. You know what? I, I have not just convinced myself, but I have a, a, an actual appreciation for the topography of upstate New York. So the 40, the 40 minutes, which in New Jersey is torture because it's strip mall, strip mall, strip mall, strip mall, strip mall, strip mall, highway, overpass, strip mall, highway, overpass, strip mall. Oh, you're at work. You know, that's depression. Um, New York, it's I mean, at least for me, it's 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 main street fields farms hills lakes rivers waterfalls hills rivers trees waterfalls snow hills work yeah. it's like oh thank work. god thank god so like you know it's it's i've i've been able to make that drive amazing or at least enjoyable and fun for me every time. It's just walking in that door to the uncertainty of the day and the night. And if I'm going to be ready, if I'm prepared, if I haven't fucked up anything, if I have, if my wine comes in, if my, my beer comes in, if my, if everything comes in when it's supposed to come in, then, you know, all these things I can't control, you know, I, I try and like hold on to the fact that, well, I initiated the, the, the movement. So I, feel like I should be able to control the, yeah, deal, deal with the, the delivery, you know? And you know, you like you, you start, like you throw the burger on and you're like, all right, I am control of this entire situation. But it's like, are you? Because if the window's open or whatever, you know, that yeah, there's so many things. Yeah. There's too, there's too much uh, debris or buildup on that part of the grill that won't let the heat travel up to the burger to cook the meat at a specific time or someone forgot to order bread or whatever the fucking, you know, someone didn't cut fries. There's so many little things that, that can happen that can offset the outcome to a perfect burger that trying to control all the elements is only going to infuriate you and burn you out quicker yeah it's, it's like it's like you said you know with the uncertainty of coming to work yeah you know so you know i'll come in and i'll i'll be okay we you know we might have had a slow night you know okay well if it's i've got enough food to do double what i did last night if we get triple the amount of people <laughs> i'm not gonna know until and you won't know <laughs> you won't know so until <laughs> right so i'm like oh i'm out of this oh, i'm out of that we're low on this that's so a restaurant, like, man. Fuck. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, it's like I'm always anxious about the following day because I'm stressed about not having enough. Um, Dude, it's nuts. I have no control over. It's so nuts because, like, I'll talk. I talk because I, I, I listen. I'm in a weird position. I talk to both the kitchen, all of you, and I talk to all the guests. So I get to see the guests and I get to see the kitchen. The kitchen. You guys bust your ass. You produce everything you can, and it's never enough. <laughs> and I talk to the the people on top, and it's always like, I shouldn't say it's never enough, but like uh, I talk to the people on top, and it's just like, what do you mean you're out of the fucking salmon? 
Like what? Yeah. It's like, what? What do you mean? Were we supposed to order 50 fucking salmon and have them in waiting just in case right. you showed just up? Just in case someone like, walks the door at 8 o'clock at night. Like, who's eating the rest of the salmon that you don't show up for? We're like, it doesn't matter what the special is. If it's, if, and this is my philosophy, and this is Sean, who's worked in restaurants. If the special or anything sells out, that's a good thing. That's yeah. a great thing. That's three cheers for the restaurant. Everyone, hip, hip, hooray. The hooray. whole restaurant, the whole fuck everyone, the, the guests, the owner, the cooks, the chefs, the bartenders, the servers. We should all shout yip, yip, hooray every time we sell, sell out of an item because that means you're not eating old shit. That's it. That's it. Yep. God damn it, you motherfuckers. And next time I see a guy, and I swear, I'm sitting this on, on, on air, and I, I will post this, I fucking promise. Next time I see a fucking guy, what do you mean you're out of this and this and that? I'm going to look him in the fucking eye. I'm like, what the fuck are you expecting, Jeff? You want us to fucking go out and buy it right now? If it's out, it's fucking out. You should be fucking happy it's out because you're not eating fucking old shit. You yeah. fuck. Sorry, I'm not going to be that angry or mean to him. But... Uh. But I'll the fucking the expectations of people like go to same fucking cheesecake factory. All what? right, relax. I don't have 10 million things on the fucking menu. Everything's connected. If I'm out of fucking cheese on this, I'm out of cheese on that. If I'm out of fucking uh, if, if I don't have pork for uh the poutine, I don't have pork for the pulled pork sandwich. You fucking idiots. Yeah. Sorry, done. Um uh, you know, I, god damn it. All right, listen, listen, Brandon. We've we've come very far tonight, and I'm gonna have to call it quits here. We got physical symptoms coming up next, and that's a whole different. Because f- I'm already exhibiting my physical symptoms, so without having to retrace my steps, I'm, I'm just gonna re- We're just gonna have to restart this conversation one more time, and then finish it with. Uh, uh, techniques and skills and how to overcome which is good this is a good thing uh we we opened up the door of suppression emotions and uh kind of what it looks like mentally and i think we did a great job yeah and uh great i think uh next we can go into physical symptoms which looks a little scary to me personally right now especially at number seven here oh boy (laughs) yeah hitting the bottle oh smash done hey yo uh click that subscribe and like on the bottom give me a comment i'm oh, sorry i'm joking um <laughs> don't do any of those things unless you really want to in which case thank you thank you i don't thank know you. i it, this isn't about me it's about you guys so uh actually it's about me no it's not about me whoa i'm drunk um <laughs> i'm not drunk i'm kidding uh i i do have to pee so that is why i'm kind of acting like this a little bit but <laughs> again i'm being i'm being way too honest <laughs> Uh, uh, BK Brandon, uh, we probably won't, uh, have time to do this for a while. <laughs> yeah. It's about to get, yeah, crazy. we're about to walk into the shit, but uh, there will be, there will be another episode. There yes. There. Yeah. So I might not post this right away. I, I want to post this tomorrow, but I might hold on to it for a week. Uh, just, and just, just so we can figure out what's going on. Um, Thank you for being here tonight. I uh, love you. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, hold hold on before I'm gonna I'm gonna close this for the for the audience, but uh, don't don't hang up quite yet. I ain't going um, everyone, I love you all. 
Uh, I'm a person, you're a person. Thank you for being human with me and for being people. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, please email me at afthepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, I was with you with uh, Mr. Brandon. Uh, you can come find us both at Hugo's Alpine Restaurant. Uh, we'll be there. This winter, uh, if you're in the Syracuse area, I know Jordan. I know you are. Hey, yeah, come, that's, come through. That, say hello. That's twice in one episode, Jordan. What are you doing now, huh? 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 I'm kidding. I love you. Come, come in the restaurant, buddy. Um, uh, and, and anyone else listening, uh, Alex? I hope you're out there. I love you, buddy. Uh, uh, so, uh, tune in next time you see Brandon's name because we're gonna finish this conversation. And it's a conversation that I know we all need to have because I've been struggling with it for many, many years. Brandon, thank you so much for being here, buddy. Thanks for having me, man. Can't wait to be back. Uh, And we will do this again (laughs) after the beeps.